All right, welcome back to another episode of Grill. How long stick, Mister? Twenty-two minutes. <laughs> it just keeps getting longer and longer and longer. Okay, it is uh, Monday evening on South Lake Union, Seattle, Washington. Um, yeah, and we're in Studio Two One Two, recording uh, <laughs> uh, on another. I don't know. Last week we had problems. This week uh, we we're just busy. This week it was Valentine's oh my Day. Gosh. Yeah, so busy. So uh, the show's going to be out tomorrow. We are recording pretty late. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would like to thank the Soundcasting Network for hosting us. Uh, you can go to uh, soundcastingnetwork.com to check out uh, the website and all the other shows that we have on there. Um, I just wanted to let all the listeners show. I know I know that we've got uh, a lot of other people that have been listening, and I, I had to up, re-upload um, some of the episodes to SoundCloud, uh, and that's where our RSS feed, RSS feed co- uh, comes from for iTunes and you know Podcast Addict, all that other good stuff, uh, Stitcher and TuneIn. Um, so if you have not listened to the intro show and you are just joining us, uh, this is episode twelve. Yes, it is. Um, and yeah, basically we talk about uh, kitchen culture the restaurant industry and what it's like uh, working in it, around it with other people. And it, it, it's called the industry for it, a reason. It, very much so. Uh, everybody knows each other. Uh, very incestual. <laughs> and, That's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> I mean, with all things, not just sexual, you know, but we drink together, we live together, we work we're, together, we play we're together. We're only friends. Yeah, I mean that's and that's why we do the show. So we basically kind of give insight into what goes um, on when before the restaurant opens or before before the restaurant closes. Um, we cover all sorts of things. Um, we were supposed to have a sommelier in here this week to yeah. talk about. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this topic. Yes. But so just, last it just didn't happen. Yeah. So last week on. The show, we talked about Chef Benoit Voyer. Oh, I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, committing suicide. He was a, a three-star Michelin-rated chef. Uh, he was on his way to France to receive an award for receiving um, his third Michelin star um, and he was found dead. Uh, now, <clears throat> during that transition uh, between um, talking about uh, his suicide and getting onto the mafia controlling uh, food over in France or in Italy and Germany and yeah, Russia. I had mentioned that uh, maybe it wasn't uh, suicide. Maybe okay. and you you talked about this before this article came out. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm explaining to everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so during the transition from talking about suicide, the suicide of uh, Chef Foyer, um, I had said maybe it wasn't suicide uh, mm-hmm. because this guy seemed like he had everything to live for. He had no signs of mental illness. Um, yeah, and I mentioned maybe the the agro mafia had something to do with it. Yeah. Little did I know that just three, four days later, 
the Telegraph came out with an article um, stating that uh, Balan, a front, a Swiss financial magazine, alleges that uh, Chef Foyer was the victim of a Ponzi scheme. Yes. And uh, a company by the name of Private Finance Partners that trades rare wines uh, sold uh, sold sells them to restaurants for anywhere between twenty thousand and forty thousand dollars a bottle. Yeah, a bottle. That's bananas. And uh, supposedly he sold uh, Chef Voyer's uh, restaurant um, anywhere between uh, $80,000 worth of bottles to $2 million worth of bottles. And those bottles were never, never delivered. And they're saying that he was so upset, claimed that he was so upset about it and lost so much money. Uh, from the restaurant that uh, maybe he committed suicide. It was too much for him to take. Yeah. But then some shareholders say that that wasn't the case and that it was the best year ever. It was like a record setting year. Well, I mean, if they don't, you can bury that money. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. You can. I don't know. I mean, it's just, I think it's a little. It is on the fence. Yeah, who knows? It, it might explain something. It might give somebody the family closure if it, for sure. You know, if they know it also, why. It also raises questions, though. I mean, you can get ripped yeah. off uh, anyway. I mean, it's just so funny that we started talking about how you know the mafia's in on the restaurant industry, mm-hmm. and then now you got um, tr- inside trading. Well, not inside trading. I don't know anything about that shit. <laughs> not a clue. But Ponzi schemes, white collar crimes uh, in the restaurant industry. I'm, I mean, it happens all the time. Maybe we'll cover that. We'll cover white uh, white collar crimes in the restaurant industry. It happens all the yeah. time. People, shit, stealing fucking tips from uh, Mr. Batali. Oh, yeah. Did that a couple of years ago. Yeah. When we talked about it on one of the shows. Um, so, yeah, I just want to give an update on that. If I hear anything else, you know, I'll be quick to report it. <laughs> little ticker tape on the bottom. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to get Kent Combs in here to be our uh, man on the street. Yes. <laughs> Shout out, Shout Kent. Out. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get to uh, our, I just want to give that update before we got to our uh, job updates. Um, I'll go first because I'm sure Halal's going to get into it uh, with her shit. Uh, honey Hole? Mm, I mean, I don't know. You know, I it's People are taking this shit job really, really serious. And I've talked with, you know, some of my management and just been like, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, I fuck up. Everybody fucks up. But I about snapped on somebody. And oh. that's not, and I'm trying not to be that. I'm older now and uh, I'm not going to say how old I am. But uh, <laughs> I'm not that old. I almost, that old. I don't look old. I almost snapped on somebody and I don't want to be in that situation. I I mean, that's part of the reason that I don't work in a nice restaurant um, on a hot and stressful line is because it was driving me to drink and it was driving me to talk to people like shit and yell at people and then be angry. And I take that anger home with me or I take it out into the streets and, um, Used to get violent, and but it's been a long time since I've gotten into a fight. So it really has very very proud of myself. I'm proud of you too. The last guy that got that got into a fight with definitely deserved that shit. He really did. And we'll be talking about one of those people that was there to, <laughs> on this show. Yes. Um, so anyway, so yeah, I mean, I'm 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 you know considering 
Yeah, I don't know. I really miss cook. Everybody knows this. If you're in an industry, once you step off that line, you want it. You want that that, that rush, that pressure. You but, know, and, yeah. and you made it through service. It was like war, and you did it with your brothers mm-hmm. or sisters. sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't. I got some. You know, hard thinking to to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my update. That's where I'm at with uh, the honey hole. Oh, oh, well, hold on real quick. Um, I talked to the owner today and <laughs> and I had asked him. So we have a sandwich shop in the state of Washington in Seattle called Paseos. Mm. And Paseo, I don't remember what list it was. It got named third best sandwich in the United States of America. Oh, I mean... I mean, but it's so good. <laughs> it's such a good Cuban sandwich. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so good. If, if anybody's listening to this that uh, lives in Seattle, or shit, if, even if you don't, and you visit Seattle, definitely go to Paseo. Uh, there. They, they, they gave over ownership. So I talked to my owner today and asked him how he felt about it and if he had read about it. And he said that, yes, he had. And he congratulated the the owners of Paseo, and he said he's not so sure. He hasn't been there. Uh, he had mentioned the new restaurant that the family had opened up. Who, That's like right by my house. Well, let's roll, son. <laughs> it's uh, like I can walk there. But I was like, you know, it's those onions are so good, and that meat. I mean, it's just the combination of the bread, I think. I'm not sure. I mean, it's hard to recreate that anywhere. Yeah. And he's like, I'm pretty sure it's the fucking marinade for the pork. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know, but, you know, my owners are awesome and I was expecting them to say like oh they're not that good or, <laughs> but he's a great owner and you know you don't hate on anybody else you know yeah I mean so, you gotta give him respect you gotta give Paseo's respect cause would, that sandwich is the oh god it's so good I would shout I would shout him out by name but I don't know I don't know you can look him up yeah well, whatever okay uh, how Altura now yeah Altura Altura go okay this week has been insane. It was so busy because ramping up to Valentine's Day. It was a special Valentine's Day menu. Um, <laughs> and it was just full on balls to the walls. And I was, everybody was working crazy overtime. Um, you know, things like. Including you? Including me. You got hours? I got hours. Even though people were so late. I overslept. Um <laughs> One morning, I felt like such an ass. I don't understand how one of these restaurants like Altura, which is a, uh, is, is it? It's a fine dining. Yeah, it's, it's like I want to say at least top three fine James, dining. James Beard Award winning chef, correct? Nominated. Nominated. Oh, sorry. Uh, just people just show up late. <laughs> <laughs> people, I know. I know. I don't understand it either. I don't understand it either. I think it's because I don't know. I don't know. And then I show up to work 20 minutes late on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. We were open. And I'd called at 10 after and said I could make it there in five minutes. I'd live. Literally, it takes me eight minutes to walk to my work. Mm-hmm. And they wrote me up. Yeah. And I was fuck, are you fuck, Dude. Ah, whatever. Anyway, go I ahead. Know. So, I mean, it was just like... a. There was a lot of new things that were going on this menu, so everybody was kind of like, oh, I don't know what to do. And, you know, just once again, trying to keep my head down, getting blamed for things that weren't my fault. And I was just like, that's, I don't touch that. That's not what I do. I've never done that particular item, so I don't know why you're blaming me for that. But, you know, 
you do you boo um but yeah that's that's Altura. Uh, yeah, so I was going to ask you what you did for Valentine's Day, but I know what you did for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Got your ass kicked <laughs> yeah. at Altura. Yeah. Just heavy, just heavy, 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 heavy work workload. Very much so. Mm, I was almost thinking you could read me off that menu, but uh, I don't want to hear it. Mm. Not in the mood. Uh, what did you do for Valentine's Day? Anything special? Um, me. Where did your Where did your man friend take you? <laughs> we went and saw the new Deadpool movie. Wow, so good! Yeah, you know, strangely enough, I was in line at the IMAX theater <laughs> to see Deadpool. Yeah, and realized looking on my Facebook <laughs> that you were in the theater watching <laughs> Facebook at the same IMAX theater. Um, and you did not come say hi. Was it because you were with your man friend? You did not want him to meet um, me? You were embarrassed no. of your co-host. I am not embarrassed of you whatsoever. But when I am with him, we don't check our phones. And so oh, I just... We're just lost in each other. Oh, we really are. Um, but no, I just... We just don't check our phones. And so I didn't get your message until like I was home. Okay. Uh, me, Valentine's Day, I uh, didn't do anything special. I mean, I cooked my lady friend breakfast and then I traveled uh, east of the Cascades and oh. went snowshoeing. Um, and then I went a little north to a town called Leavenworth. Uh-huh. Um, it is modeled after a Bavarian style village. Um, really? So what did my dumbass do? <laughs> I got sausages and soft pretzels and all that bullshit. Um, and then we visited a family member of hers and had a, a dessert, a funfetti cake and a glass of wine. And I drove my ass home huh. through a torrential downpour and fog so thick Whoa. through the mountains. Uh, smoked That's... like 73 cigarettes. No, well, my lady was not happy with me smoking cigarettes in the car, but it was car, I was yeah. very nervous. So, okay, that was mine. Uh, now, speaking of Valentine's Day, we are going to um, discuss what it's like to date a chef um, or a person in the restaurant industry. Um, an article came out on one of my favorite uh, channel slash website, uh, which is Vice's food channel mm-hmm. called Munchies. If you have not checked it out or watched uh, Fuck That's Delicious, you're missing out. It's <laughs> <That's> really good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, go to vice.com and then check out their uh, channel Munchies. Uh, they can we I haven't posted this yet, but I will be posting it. I always say I'm going to post shit and I never do. Yeah. Um, so they, Fail. they came out of the article called uh, Dating a Chef Convinced Me to Never Date a Chef Again. And it was by a young lady who thought it was going to be glitz and glamour. And then she really found out what it's like. Mm-hmm. So if any of you have not ever dated anybody in the kitchen, kitchen industry, uh, specifically um, a chef um, or a line cook, uh, we have Hillel on one side of the coin <laughs> who has dated other people in the food industry. And then you have me who has dated many women who mm-hmm. uh, understand what it's like. So why don't you give them a little typical um, day in the life of dating somebody in the in the industry? Um, You wake up at <laughs> as soon as possible to when you have to leave to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> and especially if you're working with the person as I was 
Um, oh, oh, that's right. You were working. With I was him. working with him, which is a terrible, terrible, terrible so idea. Stupid. Do not do that. Do not do that. Listen to me right now. Do not do that. It was such a bad idea. Such a bad idea. Okay. But yeah, so you're there at the kitchen at the restaurant for, you know, like 10, 12 hours. And then it's not like you can, you know, just pick up your phone and text whenever you're you're doing shit. Yeah, yeah. What the, what what? Why don't people understand who don't work? Like, why you don't understand that? Like, when you're at work on a line, they say you. I don't understand why you can't text me back or answer your phone. Yeah, mostly because you have a knife. <laughs> A raw piece of meat. Well, yeah. Oh, you're over fire. You're holding a hot saute pan. You know, there is a lot of shit going on. Or your chef is chewing you out. Yes. And your phone just keeps blowing up. Yeah. So you, no. you can't you can't be on your phone. Like you you're doing things that need to be done at that moment. Yeah. So then you get off work at, you know, twelve, one or two in the morning. And then you want to wind down at the bar with all of your coworkers and talk shit about the day that just happened. Shift drink. <laughs> yeah. Shift drink. You might actually get to, you get off work and you might get to sit down and actually talk about service and have a shift drink and your, your potential or not your potential, but your better half, your partner, your boyfriend or slash girlfriend, um, they don't understand why you just don't want to come home to them. Not even a little bit. Your adrenaline is pumping from being on the line. You are hot. You are sweaty. All you want to do is sit down and relax and not move and enjoy a whiskey and a beer. Or for me, a Diet Coke. (laughs) You drink. Don't front. I don't know every why you always then. tell people you don't drink. Every and then every and fucking then. bar we go to, you're like, I'll have a, a fucking cure. Do I ever a- finish that drink? Yes, I've watched you finish a drink. Like, I'll take a like Manhattan. Twice. I'll take a like Sazerac. Like a Manhattan? Have I ever ordered a Manhattan? Ever? Yes, I have. I've watched Charlie... Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> Charlie has never. Charlie can never make a drink right. First off, <laughs> Shout out sorry, Charlie. Charlie. Go see Charlie. I love you, Charlie. But or don't go see Charlie. He's a <laughs> Charlie, every I love him. <laughs> Charlie's great. I do. I do. Uh, yeah, really we like can't Charlie. be shouting out people on the pod. Nobody knows who these people are. <laughs> if you live in Seattle, I'm loving this episode. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, no, so. Yeah, I mean, if you're ever, you know, if you're dating somebody in the industry, you have to understand that uh, all their life is cooking. Yes. That's all that. That's their real love. That's their true. They're having an affair on food with you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when they're having sex with you, they're actually thinking about a nice piece <laughs> of steak. I mean, I dream about food. I have food dreams all the time. See, I'm lucky because my, you know, my girlfriend, she enjoys fine fine dining and good food mm-hmm. and she knows good stuff and uh yeah man i just look Same at her my man friend. i look at her i look at her freezer and how's it both of us got we need one of us needs to be single we need like fan <laughs> mail or some shit like that but um yeah um i don't i don't know uh i i've never i've never dated any belts in the industry before so i would not know the other side of the coin uh, of dating now you would but I don't um, the only people that I've, da- I've had relations with some front of the house members mm-hmm. of the staff I have not done that um, that that is a, is a big trend and it's because 
the reason why they're so compatible is because they understand the stress that yeah. goes into working in industry. And so, um, and then, you know, you sometimes during dinner services, you feel like you've been through a lot together. <laughs> you have been through a lot together. And, and it is a relationship. Uh, you have a relationship with that server or with that line cook or with that chef, you know, you, um, you yell, you fight, you kiss, you make up, you, uh, do all sorts of, uh, odd things that, uh, relationships you, do or yeah. family for that matter. I mean, you, if you work in a restaurant together, you spend the majority of your time together. Yeah, you're talking 10 to 14 hour days. Uh-huh. And then you hang out afterwards. Yeah. Like, and, that's just And in talk the about food. And talk about food and talk about work and talk about what happened. And, you know, like, that's what you talk about. That's who you hang out with. Those are your friends. Those are your only friends. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, uh, uh, the former co-host of this show. Uh-huh. Yeah, I drank all your water. Uh-huh. Um, the former co-host, Pam uh, Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, shout she, out Pam. Yeah, shout out Pam. She's a baker. Uh, we'll probably release some of those episodes sometimes. I always say we're going to do that, but that's not for the future. Uh, she was a baker, and for a long time, she dated no, nothing but chefs. <laughs> and it's mostly because she was really into food. But then after a while, she realized they're um, narcissistic. Um, arrogant, <laughs> alcoholics, uh-huh. womanizers. Uh-huh. Um, who doesn't think a chef is sexy? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm a dude, and I'm like, you know, yeah. That's they yeah. got the clean white coat on, sharp yeah. knives. Yeah. And look at that fucking plating technique. Mm-hmm. Shit is sexy. It really is. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, my woman can listen to me listen to me talk about food for hours on end. <laughs> and I do. And I was explaining to her about the difference between poaching and braising. I don't know, whatever. Um but yeah, and uh, but what I wanna make a, a point to uh girls out there, um, is that it's not all Anthony Bourdain and uh, it is not. <laughs> it is not glamorous. It's not top chef and uh a uh, Gordon Ramsay. It is not. It is just like you said. It is a lot of alcohol. <laughs> it is a lot of late nights and or drugs and yeah and or drugs uh, and or sex addicts, <clears throat> uh, cheaters, uh, and not all chefs are like that. Um, our our boy made it work. You know he has, he's had a relationship. Uh, I mean you just see a lot of chefs that don't have families. They're uh, in their early forties. They're single. They don't have families. Uh, but some people make it work. Uh, one of our old uh, head chefs had just had a baby. Yeah. Congratulations. He's married. Yeah. Uh, he, to, he's it's a beautiful woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've met her a couple of times. She's very, very pretty. But he's he's found a balance. He's seen to make it work. And that's the hard thing about being in this industry is uh, having a relationship uh, with uh, food and um, a partner. Mm-hmm. So all we can strive to do is uh, be better. Yeah, find a balance. balance. Jinx. High five. <laughs> okay. Uh, and girl, how long stick, Mister? Four minutes. All right. Okay. Uh, before we wrap up the show and get to ingredient of the week, I just wanted to uh, give a quick FYI, which I do sometimes um, about um, our shitty ass government. God, why do they suck so bad? <laughs> now I feel like I'm getting on a political platform. Oh God, and we cannot blame this on Obama. 
Yo, we can't. We can blame everything on Obama. <laughs> no, this can't Obama. be blamed on Obama. Everything no. is Obama's fault. No, this can't be blamed on Obama. <laughs> no, no. The Supreme, the Supreme, Supreme, <laughs> the Supreme Court judge just died. I'm pretty sure Obama had something to do with that. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know about that one. All right. Um, so basically, uh, Congress has just decided that you do not need to know the origins of your meat, people. It could come from anywhere. <laughs> Come from anywhere. Hell, yeah. Satan. <laughs> um, okay. Yes. Um, so apparently, Congress just repealed an act from 2002 um, that said that all meat entering the United States of America needed to be labeled with the country of origin on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was raised and slaughtered. Exactly. Um, now this res- this um, act got passed. Um, in 2002 in response to mad cow disease. You remember when all that shit was going on? I do. Yeah, People man. were losing their minds. I never saw no mad cows. Cows look pretty Neither. happy to me. They look just chewing on some grass. Uh, no, especially I'll... those California cows. Fucking angry ass cow. <laughs> moo. Moo, motherfucker. Moo. Get out of the fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, the meat industry fought that bill in court. Um, I don't know if it was in court. Yeah, but they, they fought the bill until... Um, and actually didn't get it enacted until 2009. Mm-hmm. So that means, yeah. How does that happen? How does the meat I, industry have so many lobbyists? That, I, dude, I do not know. That's much, a crazy system that is is in power right now. You have to have so much money for that to happen. Well, appa- So much money. Well, apparently the um, meat industry does not have as much money as the motherfucking WTO, the World mm-hmm. Trade Organization. Who I fucking hate, and I will cuss as much as I please. It's kind of an evil organization. My podcast, say what the fuck I want. Do it. I hate the WTO. Uh, The World Trade Organization uh, and their lobbyists uh, forefronted the repeal of the bill. Um, They said that they believe it discriminates against foreign meats in favor of U.S. and domestic meats. Get the fuck out of here. Seriously. Bullshit, son. Of course. What is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having our own meats here. I mean, come on, really? Yeah, I mean, nothing. No, I mean, there's some. I mean, there's. I I will pay. You know, wagyu beef that is made. Uh, that is not made, but grows, <laughs> <laughs> raised and slaughtered over in uh, Japan. Uh, yeah. Wherever. Yeah, there's. You know, yeah. I'll pay for wild game birds from uh, over in. Uh, France, Spain, Portugal, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. You can't find that stuff in the United States of America. But when, beef, I like U.S. beef. I like U.S. beef, yeah. Um, I don't know. Pork, I, chicken, we got plenty of that here. Yeah, I just don't understand what the fucking problem is. Uh, why? Are you ashamed of that your meat came from the country? your country? No, not at all. Why would you not want to label it and be proud? You know why? GMOs. Money. Oh, GMOs, man. They're genetically modifying those oh. animals. And it's probably money, too. <laughs> They're getting money from I, these companies. Uh, hello, I'm sure that there's money involved in these transactions. <laughs> <laughs> I love you sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so basically Congress said that, uh, you know, they repealed it like the assholes that they are. They're fucking mm-hmm. pockets pocketbooks are open like bitches they are um they told the fda they will be more strict with labeling they want to know exactly what um these animals have been modified with 
So, uh, people, be on the lookout. You don't that no country of origin, uh, and I doubt the FDA is going to be labeling exactly uh, what has been, uh, what has gone into that animal. Uh, poked and prodded and all that bullshit. Yeah. So, so that's why you should buy. Find out local, local farmers markets. Yeah, go to a butcher. I'm trying to get our sponsor. To, to, <laughs> that's one of my sponsors. I'm trying to work with. Uh, I need to get on top of that. I have too mm. much shit. I'm out there hanging out with my lady friend all the time. Uh, well, snow, she is pretty great. Snowshoeing. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you can do it too if you quit the restaurant industry. <laughs> Have plenty of time. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, all right, uh, it's time for ingredient of the week. Bam. Bam, indeed. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, we're gonna be doing uh, yogurt. Yeah. Why are we doing yogurt? Um, because that was the first thing that popped in my head. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a lot. Well, we we were rushed really last week. We had to, you know, we had we had those glitches in our original recording. We had to re-record the recording. Mm-hmm. It was super stressful, and then we just didn't get around to. I was busy this week. She was busy this week. Um, actually, um, shout out uh, our first guest ever, Amy Boumier. Yes. Uh, do you want to tell them real quick about? Uh, what you did today, real quick? Uh, oh yeah, um, I came from um, from Bell and Wheat from her pop-up that she was doing, a, um, a vegan pop-up. Bell and um, Wheat is a restaurant in Seattle, Washington, in the Belltown neighborhood. Belltown? It is um, a, what is it, Europe? Well, I yeah. worked there before. You worked there for like a long time. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, shit. Why can like, I not? Like European sausages and beers. Um, I can't believe I can't draw on a blank. I'm yeah, I've eaten there a few times and now I can't. But it's like rustic European North African um bullshit. Yeah, no, it's good food. Yeah, shout out um, everybody there. Hey, what's up guys? But yeah. anyway, go ahead. So so I was helping her prep and do a bunch of stuff um for that. And I had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Um the food looked really amazing. A lot of things tasted amazing. Um I we tried to make a vegan whipped cream. And it didn't turn out so great. It was it was weird. <laughs> Did she like draw out of a hat? She picked a vegan. Uh, I, I no, I think I think she, she just wanted, wanted to, do to, it. to challenge herself. Crazy girl. Yeah. Uh, well, well, hope her pop up went well. All right, back to ingredient of the week: uh, yogurt. Ladies first. Um. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna make a uh, frozen yogurt. Just so you need three cups of Greek yogurt, non-fat. Um, Two thirds cup white sugar. One teaspoon of vanilla. And um, one cup of strawberries diced. Um, but that's for later for topping. So you mix the um, yogurt, sugar, and vanilla until the all of the uh, sugar is dissolved. Cover and refrigerate it for about an hour. Then you also need a um, ice cream maker. So you should pick one of those you up. You do not need an ice cream maker. Really? Yes. I think I talked, I, I don't know, my friend uh, won the cooking competition at the Super Bowl party. He made the rosemary lemon ice cream and he made that shit by hand. Nice. Have you never made ice cream by hand? I've never made it by hand, no. Uh, so you can make it by hand. It isn't bitch, but uh, invest to go to Goodwill and get yourself an ice cream maker. So make mm. sure you thoroughly clean that thing. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Yeah. Ice cream maker. And mix it until it is soft serve. And then 
put it in the freezer for at least two hours overnight is better. Um, and then scoop it out, add some strawberries to that. Delicious. Simple, yet refreshing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't believe you didn't add anything to that. It's straight up Greek yogurt ice cream. Yeah, well, then people can add whatever they want to That's it. That's right, people. That's uh, the base. Base. How low can you go? Listen to that shit online today. Um, I'm going to be doing a Middle Eastern uh, yogurt marinade. Um, I've made this dish before. A friend of mine taught it to me two years ago at the 4th of July party. Um, it is a, uh, fuck, Pakistani chicken dish, I believe. Uh, but you can use it for- I don't for, know why you looked at me when you said that. I don't know. You look Middle Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> you're foreign. So. Uh, but you're not foreign. You're right. I am not. I'm so racist. God, <laughs> damn you. That's racist. God. Okay. Uh, basically, you're going to be needing a uh, shit ton of yogurt. Uh, it depends on how much meat you're marinating. Uh, whatever meat you want. Chicken, I'm going to recommend chicken. Uh, you had a bunch of, let's say- Let's go a cup of, we'll start with a cup of yogurt on this. For this recipe, we'll do a cup of yogurt. Um, so you're going to need a cup of yogurt. Um, stew, quarter cup lemon juice. Um, tablespoon lemon zest. Um, half a tablespoon of cumin. Half a tablespoon of, of saffron. Two garlic cloves crushed. Half a tablespoon of coriander. Salt and pepper. Uh, and half a cup of red pepper chili flakes, just half a tablespoon of all the herbs. Um, and then you're going to get like probably, I don't know, a bunch of like one bunch of scallion, um, mix all that stuff together with your, uh, yogurt, your Greek yogurt Mm -hmm. and, uh, cover up your, uh, chicken or beef with it. Um, and then you want to grill that off. It's going to caramelize and all the fats Mm. are going to. Seal up the the meat and uh, give it some nice color on the outside. Mm. It is delicious. I know saffron's expensive, but it'll really set off set off that uh, that marinade. Yeah, yeah. And fuck it. Use a lot of red pepper chili flakes. Make it spicy. Uh, use more. I don't know. Play with it. But yeah, that's what that's I do. What marinades are for. Yeah. Play with it. Uh, taste it. Taste it before 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 you put any raw meat in there. Yes. Make sure you taste it. Especially. Chicken. But I mean that that's the list. You want yogurt, lemon, zest of lemon, so the outside the rind of it. Uh, you want cumin, scallion, saffron, garlic, fresh garlic, coriander, salt and pepper, and red red pepper chili flakes. Um. Yeah. Any which way you'd like to your preference. Mm-hmm. And uh, there you go. Um, I'm going to thank the Soundcasting Network for hosting us. Um, yeah, and we're going to shout out one of our uh, fellow uh, podcasts on this uh, network. Well, yes, we are. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's hosted by a friend of ours named uh, Ryan, and the name of it is Faster Than the World. And it's kind of like a DIY uh, podcast about uh, starting from the bottom and um, building your own shit. Uh, it's where art meets commerce. And uh, you can uh, find him at uh, FTTW at social.com. Um, that stands for Faster Than the World. Um, check it out. All the links up there, his email address, everything's on there. Any questions about, I mean, you know, he does DIY. So he interviews other people that started their own companies, gives people information how to start their own shit. Um, he is very, 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 
very good at seeking out talented people. Um, you can also go to Soundcasting Network and check him out. Yes. Um, you can visit us at... Uh, well, well. Grow How Long Steak Mister on Instagram and Facebook. And How Long Steak Mister on Twitter. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in. And uh, we hope to see you next week. Thanks a lot. Bye. Grill. How long steak, mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch. <laughs>